Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Casey Daniels from the Kendall and Casey Show joining us for the side piece as she does every Wednesday on the show. Casey, how are you? I'm good. How about you guys? Doing excellent. The um, dynamic duo is back together again. Man, oh man. Hammer, did you make it to midnight? Oh yeah. Did you make it to midnight? Dude, yeah, I have fireworks to shoot off. Oh, I that's had explosives. Right. <laughs> bombs to burst in the air, baby. Casey, you make it to midnight? You're talking about New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve? Or last night. <laughs> <laughs> Either one. Yes, I made it to midnight. Wow. I was, I was doing a Big Ten house party. I was up at Purdue. Oh, okay. Look at you yeah. partying with the college kids. Yeah, Stifler's okay. mom out there getting work done. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh huh. I wish I could say it was really exciting, but it was really just me and the kid hanging out. So watching a really, really bad Chicago local version of the countdown. Have you guys seen that? No. Oh, okay. Well, it couldn't be worse than CNN's. Um, Don Lamont forgot to do the countdown. That's true. (laughs) That's true. The one out of Chicago, they actually did do the countdown. Like a local one. Yeah. Okay. It was. It was was the local version. See, my my thing is with the CNN countdowns, they wouldn't let him get drunk this year. Like right. the, the, the president's like, yeah, no more of that. You know, and that kind of takes the fun away. That's the only reason why I'd ever watch CNN is to make see those jackasses do like one or two shots. They can't hold their alcohol. And the next thing you know, you have Anderson <laughs> Cooper going, ah, after he does a shot of tequila. Well, he did cut through the Newsmax live shot. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. I saw that. <laughs> but but honestly, honestly, the only ball I was really watching drop was the one, the field goal that went. Oh, the Ohio State yeah. kicker. Oh, yeah. man. It was like, do we do the countdown? Do we watch the game? So, yeah, one was pulled up on the phone. One was on the TV. And now there's a lot of people complaining that those football games start too late. Mm-hmm. Because I promise you, everybody in the state of Georgia and mm-hmm. Ohio mm-hmm. missed the new year coming mm-hmm. in because they were watching the field goal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those are football states. Yes, and it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. Oh, you were rooting for the Buckeyes. I was. I was. I was. Yeah. Not into those Bulldogs, but whatever. At least they're not Michigan, who's lost the past six bowl games they've been in. Uh, what do you think about the rumors of Jim Harbaugh going to the NFL? I think these were around last year. They've been around for a long every time. Year. Yeah. yeah every and if year. I'm Jim Harbaugh, you keep having these conversations. Absolutely. Because, worst case scenario, you can go back to Michigan and go, hey, you know, I got this offer on the table over here. Maybe you grease the palms a little mm-hmm. bit. I'll stick around. Mm-hmm. That's that's great negotiating. That's how you get it done. Yeah, exactly. And suddenly he just keeps getting more and more money out of University of Michigan, right? On the subject of football, mm-hmm. um, I was in Nashville. I was actually at a wrestling event. I was at the WWE Raw with my kids when the uh, football player, Damar Hamlin, Mm -hmm. uh, went down on the field. And my phone started blowing up. I'm at this, you know, stadium in Nashville, Bridgestone Arena, and I'm getting text after text. And, you know, I start talking to Nigel and Rob. What's going on with Mm -hmm. this Bills player? Did you watch it, Casey? Yeah, yeah. Watched it live like a lot of people. And it was shocking. And I thought... You know, the emotion was just so raw, and you could tell immediately from the players that were surrounding him that something bad was going on. I mean, you just knew. And how do you think the announcers did? Because I've heard a lot of praise Mm -hmm. for the announcers on that broadcast. they they did great. Yeah, I thought they did a really good job. I mean, that's a tough position to be in. This is all happening in real time, and... 
obviously there was a lot of concern and was I, it... I was thinking of my own child because my you know my daughter played sports for a really really long time and I have to imagine that's what his mom was thinking because she was on the sidelines and just automatically you just go to what his mom had to be feeling could imagine you know just how and there's a difference between seeing your son or daughter injured on a field mm-hmm. to them doing cpr yeah like that's a horse of a different color yeah right there and a lot of people said it took a really long time like it took like an hour for the nfl to come out and say yeah we're postponing this game was that the right move I, you know they should be prepared i think they should know. And five, ten years ago, I'm I'm betting that that game would have gone on, that they would have continued play. But because so much uh, light has been cast on the health of the players, not only right. mentally but physically, yeah. I think they did the right thing by postponing the game and just stopping it. But it did take a while. And that's one of those things that you don't want to misstep. You don't want to misspeak. So and it you- sounded like it was the coaches and the quarterbacks yeah. that ultimately said, hey, you guys do what yeah. you want. We're not playing this game. Yeah, tonight. exactly. So I, I think it was it was the right move. The, <laughs> the thing that I noticed watching that is it took me back to when Dan Weldon's accident took oh, place man. in the Las Vegas IndyCar race. Mm-hmm. Dan Weldon died in the race. Um the news came down, and they decided to cancel the race mm-hmm. after that point. And it reminded me of that. Um, I was, I think the right decision was made not to play the game again. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do in right. terms of rescheduling it because there are, die. you know, player ramifications and yeah. you know season ramifications for this game. Do you give everybody a tie or what's going on? I don't know what they're going to do. No, I think they'll probably get together and find. Well, didn't they have a bye week coming up? No. That, oh no, it's one more week of the season and then the playoffs start. You do have that off week between the Super Bowl and the championship games. Mm. So maybe you just move everything back a week, but man, I don't know. One more Sunday of misery for Colts fans than it it ends mercifully. (laughs) Well, I just, you know what? It was, um, I I think they, the announcers did a really good job because this is going to be part of the NFL legacy. Do you know what I mean? I got you. This will be with the NFL forever. Was this a unifying moment? For the country. Because, again, this was a big Monday night game. This mm-hmm. was like the first good Monday night game in a long time. Mm-hmm. The Bills and the Bengals and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. And all eyes were pretty much on this game. And the whole country saw this. And it doesn't matter if you're a Republican or Democrat. Everybody was you know, saying thoughts and prayers to this young man's family. Yeah, I do think it was a unifying moment. And I think especially when you saw the players and Joe Burrow and just all the guys that are on the field, even the opposing team, they were all there for each other, um, praying for the the one guy, you know. And so, yeah, I think it, it brought it down that this is a game. This is supposed to be fun. Right. And, you know, when you think about, like, the fridge – uh, the former Chicago player. Oh, yeah, William know. Perry. Yeah, William Perry. 350 pounds, right? But he wasn't all muscle like they are now. I mean, these guys are big and strong, and they're playing hard. And, yeah, there's danger there. And um, it's supposed to be fun. We played some audio earlier in our program of uh, Skip Bayless against Shannon Sharp. Mm. Now, Skip Bayless is a controversial sports commentator. Shannon, of course, former NFL player, played with the Denver Broncos and the Ravens. 
Um, so Skip Bayless puts out kind of a tasteless tweet mm-hmm. after the injury, he got basically beat up saying, about that. you know, the yeah. injury is the most important thing, but this is an important game too. You know, blah 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 blah. What's going to happen? Insinuating that the game should probably be played and move on. Well, Shannon Sharp didn't show up to work yesterday, the day after the game. Really? <laughs> Just mailed it in. And uh, Skip Bayless goes on the air and kind of does a half-assed, I don't want to say apology because he didn't apologize. He just said the tweet came out in a weird way. Well, Shannon Sharp came back today, and those two had a little awkward back and forth. So I guess my question to you, Casey, is if you're going to be a paid broadcaster covering the NFL or covering anything, mm-hmm. the day after something serious like that happens, you have to be at work. Mm-hmm. Right. Like none of us want to talk about school shootings. None of us want to talk about the FedEx massacre. But we showed up the next day having to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Shannon Sharp's angle was, you know, he was upset with Skip, but he also was shook up about what happened on the field. And I get that. But people want to hear from you. You know what? <laughs> I was on the air when OJ ran. I was on the air during the Oklahoma City bombing. I was on the oh, air wow. when 9-11 happened. And that's your listeners are counting on you, your viewers, your, you know, your audience. They want to hear your perspective. That's why you're there to help guide them through that. And you Shannon know, gets paid a lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> Big time compared to what I make. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I, I get it that it's affecting him personally. But a lot of things affect you personally. Right. You know? So like, you've got to show up. When you up. say, you know, I think it's weak for him not to show up. People are going to come at me on social media and go, how dare you say what another man should feel? But if you're a broadcaster, yeah, this man, is a I'm different you. gig, man. Yeah. You're expected to be there come the next work. day to talk about the tough things. Mm-hmm. It's not like it happened to his family. Mm-hmm. You know, it happened in the sport that he covers. Right. You got to work through it. I'm sorry. Showing up. That's hey, Casey, half the battle. Before we let you go, were you, I, I got confused yesterday. Hammer, I know you weren't here. Were you the one that got robbed the DeSantis hoodie or was that a member of his family? No, that was, was that, his, that was his mom who got him okay. the DeSantis hoodie. I got him the Rush Limbaugh book. The oh, that's right. Book. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. What did you think of, of uh, DeSantis after him being inaugurated? He, oh my uh, gosh. I mean, he's angling for a 2024 run. Oh, I, I think I would seem like. Yes. It was the, it, it was the one time recently that I wished I was still in Tallahassee because just seeing that Capitol building, it's right there on Monroe, and it's not like our Capitol here in Indianapolis. It's not a dome. It's this huge, tall building. It's a historic building with these red awnings, and the Spanish moss trees are just all over the place, and I saw the crowd, and I thought, man, I should be right there on Monroe Street <laughs> cheering on Big Daddy DeSantis, but um, I was amazed by it. I don't... Uh, and especially, you know, I, I got to take a moment to mention what Casey DeSantis was wearing. She looked like a first lady in waiting. I don't know. You guys, did you notice it? You, it was a seafoam green dress. She had gloves on. Beautiful. And it had a cape. Like, she's a superhero. That's originally what Nigel was going to wear to a night with WIBC, I believe. <laughs> you should a foam dress and a cape. You should have yeah. gone with that. But, yeah, I just I thought the, the whole thing was great. I thought his speech was great. He didn't shy away from quoting the Bible. And that showed his conviction. And, you know, he said, uh, <laughs> Florida's the land of sanity and liberty. And hopefully he'll spread that message message to the rest of the country you got some side pieces coming up uh yeah up there online right now is um why hoosiers don't keep new year's resolutions and it has to do with geography
And we love pork tenderloins. <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. We're coming back.